0: Welcome to the Something Something Experience podcast, episode 69. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you sign up for the free trial at audibletrial.com something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they'll give us a little something in return. Help us out, won't you? I have a bittersweet announcement to make. This is the last episode of Something 2XP featuring Kitty Brown as the regular co-host. Kitty's very busy with new shiny things. She no longer felt she had the time to dedicate to the podcast the way she'd like. Kitty and I are still lifelong besties, and I wish her nothing but the best on her new adventures. We will miss you, Kitty. This episode features filmmakers and actors Rhonda Mae Carson and Zachary Nah. We've all been friends at the clubs for many years, and Rhonda and Zach recently released a short film on YouTube called Comfort. Kitty and I sat down with Rhonda and Zach and chatted about short films, movies, comics, female character agency, TV, and pooping at work. Don't poop at work! Here's episode 69 of the Something Something Experience. <laughs>
1: in this tea bag and my thought was oh, this probably isn't even organic and i was like oh my god did i just have that thought like, how long have i lived in la <laughs> the it California-
0: happens to you. it sneaks up on you.
2: on you it's not even organic i think it hits those from out of state harder
3: mm-hmm.
0: well i've been here since 97 and i still catch myself doing things although i'm not i'm not I know there's certain things that I don't do that I don't, that I don't, that aren't Californese-ish, so, <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't surf, I don't, Yeah. you know, blah, 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 I don't.
4: <laughs> you can handle the cold.
0: I don't vegan, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, CrossFit, I don't.
1: You probably don't, <laughs> you probably don't say avocado. avocado.
0: No, avocado. Yeah. No. Did you God, it's so funny, we movie. used to make fun of people, California people, all the time in, in Colorado. Growing In Colorado. up, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> but we, uh, Colorado. Um, yeah, we used to make fun of California people all the time, talking like surfers and, and Valley Girls and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, yeah when 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 Doctor Demento first played Valley Girl by Frank Zappa, we and Moon Moon at Zappa, we that we just that became our our you know rallying cry. We we the funny thing is is we Colorado kids wanted to be so badly wanted to be somewhere that that seemed. Cosmopolitan, because Denver in the '70s and '80s was a fucking cow town with a glandular problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so far off the map. We felt we felt we felt like maybe a half step above Kansas. I mean, we are really. Oh. And sorry, sorry, people in the in the mid Midwest and all that, but that that you know, but people who are in rural areas who don't live in a big city. And Denver always thought itself it was a big city. And <laughs> now it's really not. And and and. It's still, like, a cow town, just a lot more people. It's,
4: like, the same with Portland, Oregon. Like, they think they're a big city, but, you know, they're not, like, a major metropolitan city, like, say, like, L.A. or New York or Chicago. They're a small town pretending to be a big city. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love Portland, but I need to live in a major metropolitan area, you know? Are we
1: recording right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. We oh, have been wow. for three okay. and a half minutes. Cool.
2: I All didn't right. know that. <laughs> Great. We don't... Well, <laughs> this, is how, this is how we get the good stuff. Right? We'll, <laughs> lull you into a sense of security. Well, and, you know.
0: it's, a, it's one of those things where if you say, okay, okay, we're recording now. Here's the intro of the show. And <laughs> yeah. people, like like... this guard thing goes up whereas if you just start talking to people and make it conversational and it it just puts people at their ease and it's just like friends sitting around shooting the shit which is basically what this podcast is and that's the the way I want to keep it red light red light red light light.
4: like the Susie song exactly
0: (laughs) that's my favorite Susie song nice so um so hi how how are you guys
5: hey we're good yeah
0: we're
2: good hi hi Hi, Hi. hi girl hi (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: this
2: morning (laughs) (laughs) we're fine hashtag
4: blessed (laughs) (laughs) yikes
2: yeah uh the, the hangover is you know finally gone Man, I am wiped out today.
0: And, I mean... uh. Too
4: much vodka-flavored vodka? Well, there was
0: that, (laughs) and it was being out in the sun yesterday Mm -hmm. at at Griffith Park for a friend's kid's birthday party. And then, um... And then we went to a barbecue, and Kitty yeah. was there too. Danny and in I my cloak a whole bunch of because I friends. didn't
4: want to be in the sun. Nice, <laughs> by the way. Thank so you.
0: And uh, <laughs> so we went to this barbecue, and we ate so much. We, I took four pounds of Brussels sprouts with me, and baked and and baked, roasted them in the oven. And they made the the host made salmon, and made um, tri-tip, mm. and there was a salad, and there was.
4: Pasta salad. Pasta. There were so many vegetables. Yeah. There's like broccoli and stuff. Oh, that, pa- like that it
0: wasn't pasta salad. It was it was um four bean salad. It was oh. wax beans. Those weren't shit. Pasta. I need to change my
4: macros. <laughs> <laughs>
0: later, dear, later. Okay. <laughs> I've
4: no idea. Don't what let that me means. forget. Um, I'm supposed to be eating a certain amount of protein because I'm trying to build muscle to become, like, IRL Wonder Woman, so... Gains. Yeah, yeah. Girl, you
1: didn't have to hurt me with fist bump. I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know my own strength.
1: A delicate hand, <laughs> oh.
4: but, yeah, like I'm supposed to be eating so many, like I think it's one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty grams of protein a day to build mm. muscle, so I'm like constantly tracking that.
1: I need more protein in my life. Mm. I'm trying to get
4: gains, yeah, it's hard. Everybody's always like, oh, but as a vegan, do you get enough protein? I'm like, I'm eating like 140 grams of protein a day and it's not a problem.
0: Have you yeah. seen a steer? They eat <laughs> fucking grass. Or gorillas. They get protein. Yeah,
4: yeah. gorillas yeah. too, they they don't eat meat. They're completely like herbivores and they're fucking like built to shit. <laughs> yeah. Gorillas are pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, at the zoo. Went to the zoo the other day. Were they happy, or were they, like, the sad, like, sitting-in-a-corner gorillas? Uh,
1: just just one, but I think he was having just, you know, a bad day. Okay. Uh, the other ones (laughs) were, you know, one was, like, sort of laying on his back and, like, you know, trying to nap, Mm -hmm. and then the other one was, like, he was holding his one arm up with the other arm, Mm because he was, like, feeling lazy, he didn't want to use this (laughs) one. And so, like, he was holding his right arm up with his left arm and mm-hmm. like with his right hand he's sort of like picking at himself
0: good, spa- <laughs> good space work by the way eating it <laughs> great Thanks. for a podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I was uh-huh. just you know
1: for the for the listeners at home they won't get the, the full experience when we when we take the photo we'll all just do that <laughs> yeah, well, with yeah. our arms yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he would yawn and, mm-hmm. and he, he seemed you know like he was doing his job. take a
0: bong hit flip channels you know, it's
1: kind of how it's cry know. and masturbate <laughs> yeah that's,
3: that's, what that's what the
1: they the, the fucking huge though
3: It's so big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, tell us about your short film, please. Tell us all about it.
2: Okay. This is my job. So a while ago, you know, I've been trying to get into filmmaking and the creative process and all that. And so I wrote a short monologue for Rhonda because I love her.
1: Aww, Aww. Yeah, I just I needed some Gross. shit for my reel. <laughs> I needed some stuff
2: for my reel, and I need to write more and actually
1: like, do
2: the process. <laughs> so um, I took a few concepts <coughs> of. It actually started like with more drug abuse um, and stuff, but um, and I took all these concepts that like I've just learned around in my head, and I wrote, you know, a monologue for it. Um, but made it about alcohol, which was easier for me to write because, you know, I've had my own past with the substance. Or,
4: well, yeah, there was a time, uh, like, at Christian's Clubs where it wasn't a party until you got on the box and took your shirt off.
2: <laughs> yes, well, it was a very popular <laughs> and... I miss those days. ...and requested, you know, item. <laughs> but So I, I um, put that together, and it was just supposed to be one monologue, basically, and then... We got. We tried to get some actors to fill it out because it's supposed to be an A meeting, and nobody wanted to do a whole day of sitting around. And I don't blame them. So I wrote some more um, pieces, and then
1: they had to be long enough to convince people that you know of talent that it was yeah. worth their time to do it for you're going to get
0: some screen time out. Yeah, of Yeah, you're going to get, right. get something some like for your real,
1: and so it sort of like morphed into a monster of basically a bunch <laughs> of people. Sitting around and like talking about their problems, kind of like how real meetings are. <laughs> um, it, it just it became it just a short grew. film somehow. it yeah. became like a fifteen
2: minute. Short. If, if we got a, <laughs> if there was a conflict, it actually had a bit of an arc. Yeah, there was a
1: coffee pot, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, about it a nice was a real one. thing.
1: We got a, a, one of those percolators.
2: If you ever have like a meeting anywhere, you need like a. Make
0: a, a whole bunch of the yeah. giant, mm-hmm. the giant We got you know, it. Like Please use it. The, I to justify the cost. The bottom, yeah. I mean, if
4: you're looking to give it a home, I probably drink that much coffee in a day.
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you may borrow this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a prop. It's it's a great thing. We're gonna rent it out. Uh, gotcha. It was a crazy day. We rented out a space. Shot <laughs> it in one day. One day, and we rented it, I believe, for twelve hours, and oh. it was absolutely insane. It and rained
1: the morning of. We had to.
2: We got a big a nine foot van loaded up uh, ahead of time. We the gods and goddesses blessed us because we went and grabbed. It. I had to take the Friday off. We were shooting mm-hmm. on Saturday. We went and got the van, and we're bringing it back. Parking spot in the middle of Koreatown, right in front of our apartment. Holy it shit! Never. Yeah, happens that never happened for a nine foot van. Yeah. Wow. We were blessed. Wow. So it How many virgins
4: up. did you have to sacrifice for well, that Well, that's
2: one. classified.
1: <laughs> you can neither confirm nor deny uh, the virgin yes. sacrifice. Anyway, so a bunch of people were really awesome. Um, yeah, mostly my friends. Really uh, one of Zach's friends. And they showed up and they worked for us all goddamn day long for free in mm-hmm. exchange for like pizza and beer. Uh, we paid everybody in pizza and beer. And, and,
2: and they were uh, amazingly grateful. <laughs> they
1: were re- weirdly great. I think that's the beer.
2: <laughs> mostly the beer well we got yeah. a uh, guinness and blue moon so, yeah, so it was good. you know
1: but anyway, so so we pulled it off and we packed out of there we got done at 801 which was like one minute after we were supposed to be done it was like just enough time and we spent like four months with it in post mm-hmm. <laughs> just um, because just it, it had to be perfect and we had so much work to do on it and once we released it it actually got a really good response it's got like I don't even yeah. know, like 1100, 1,200 1100, views, something like that. Congrats! Views. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Somebody cared enough to dislike it, even. <laughs> yeah, it was kind yeah. of flattered.
3: YouTube
1: actively disliked our video to the point that they had to tell other strangers Not that they to. didn't like it. <laughs> it made me so happy. I,
0: like, I wish we could get dislikes on our podcast.
4: Yeah, wow. it's it's. I felt like I made it. You know, for I'm kind of surprised we haven't, honestly.
0: <laughs> i'm not because <Yeah. laughs> i'm just like eh. you know it, it, yeah. it, i don't i have no no delusions of grandeur about this little dog and pony show it's it's mostly just for me and for us it's just <laughs> like you know but it's fun and 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 i'm getting to meet some interesting people because of it and and yeah. not and you know not just uh, somebody just one one of my friends described when michael coleman uh was gonna come on uh his wife said, Oh yeah, it's basically just Saint Michael talking to his friends <laughs> so, that was it, so Yeah
3: pretty much.
0: But uh no, at school I've gotten to meet some some people of of, of some some semblance of fame in the com- comedy and act you know, actory entertainment industry and that's mm-hmm. kinda cool. So yeah. and uh and and got to know more about my friends and the creative shit that they do, so it's really good. So it's yeah. nice to um, have another yet another layer to, to re- relate to people about. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I
2: think it's a great thing to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Have
0: you guys done other projects at all, or, or other writing, or other films, or other anything at all like uh, that? Or?
2: I've done, yeah, I've done a fair bit of writing. Jettie's in, in the middle of uh, drawing two comics cool. for me. Cool, cool. Um, one is... A cat surviving in the zombie apocalypse, mm. which I'm nice. turning
1: into a text adventure game.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's pretty good, I, I think. And um, another one is a post-apocalyptic with like uh, synthetic evolving creatures, mm-hmm. and um, that this woman is like wandering through the wasteland and surviving. Cool. Um, basically,
1: lions made out of scrap metal.
2: Basically. Nice. Um, and I want to write a script for it. And if it gets enough popular um, whatever's, uh, I'll try and do a short film. Cool. Maybe, get, maybe get the studio to help me out. Cool. <laughs> cool. So so going back to the
0: to the short film, well, I mean, tell everybody what it's called, where they can see it, all that mm-hmm. lovely stuff. So. <laughs> it's called
2: Comfort. Uh, mm-hmm. It's available on YouTube. <laughs> exclusively. Um, exclusively. <laughs> <play> <laughs> limited release. Because really...
1: Our channel is called Black Squid Media, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: as in a squid that is black and produces media. Black Squid Media. <laughs> and um, if you YouTube search that, like Google, but on YouTube. I think Go- it comes Gootube, up. I don't know what you call that. But it comes up, um, Black Squid Media, and then the f- short film is called Comfort, and if you click on it, you can watch it. Um, oh. I helped Zach write it a little bit. I AD'd. Mm-hmm. I... I'm the main actor in it. It's just you know, it's not. You did a lot much of much, work producing yeah, it. I produced it. I edited the thing. Um, I put a lot of a lot of work into it. It actually turned out much better than I expected. Cool. Um,
0: I mean, it looks great. I watched, watched it. I watched it a total of once. But um, That's fine. You, <laughs> but no. It's no but the thing that that struck me, and I've been I've been I've had a lot of uh, exposure to. Uh, short films of mm-hmm. late in the last you know year or so. I'm yeah, sure we had Patrick Duncan, Patrick Duncan and um, uh, uh, Tara Price mm-hmm. and other people <laughs> who've done short films and they're all in the festival circuit and stuff now. Have you have you submitted it to festivals or anything yet? We were going
1: mm-hmm. to, but when we finished it, it was like right after all those mm-hmm. submission deadlines closed. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, we finished editing in like January, February. Um, and we didn't want to wait a year to release it, especially for the sake of all the people who did it for us for free. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, the next major project that we shoot, we'll have to just time it better so that we can submit it and not have to wait a year before releasing it publicly. Because a lot of you can't. You can't can't release if you're going to submit. Right, right, right. So,
0: So, and going back to, um, the meat of it, of the film. um, Yeah. And you said you've had issues with alcohol, things like that. Have you yeah. done? Have you been in rehab? Have you done uh, meetings? Have you done things like that? I have um, I did. Or you did? Oh, okay. My
2: mom uh, was in a. She's an AA person. Um, many many years sober. I've had friends go through it, and I just know about it. I've looked into it. I was just. I was able to sort of find a way to address the real actual issues at the base of my own personal issues involving mm-hmm. alcohol and was mostly able to come out the other end, you know, as a fairly, fairly, mostly stable human being <laughs> and in terms able of like, to actually drink these days.
1: Um, but in the film, in terms of setting and, um, like, just structure and mm-hmm. the meeting itself, you know, outside of outside of the emotional content, that was sort of more... Where I came in, I spent several years in AA. I went to rehab. I did the whole nine yards. It was super fun. Um, <laughs> you can guess from watching the video that I didn't have an entirely favorable experience there. But also, I think it's important to note that um, that the film is not a. Um, it's not condemning AA. It's not condemning, you know, sobriety. Certainly, um, it the characters. Uh, the main character in the film my character does have a bad opinion of it and it certainly is a bad aa meeting <laughs> you
3: know? yeah, that's, yeah it's yeah. a
1: one bad sure meeting it is, like, it is supposed to be a bad one, meeting right? yeah, yeah yeah like people watch it and a lot of the comments from strangers that we've gotten are like well the meetings i go to aren't like this and <laughs> and this is a horrible meeting this is a horrible aa meeting and you're right it is. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the point. <laughs> And we're not trying to really make a statement about AA one way or the yeah. other. It's more about um, the people and the emotional issues that are going on and yeah. has much less to do with, like, the organization itself.
4: Um, one thing that friends who have been in AA have told me that they've struggled with in terms of the program is part of it is surrendering to a higher power, which if it's you're an atheist, yeah. you're like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So... Like, and being in AA,
1: there were a lot of people who had problems with that. Um, yeah, um, pretty much almost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is the the entirety of the program. There really is actually no program without <laughs> uh, surrendering <laughs> to a higher power. the uh, The way people get past that is um, by defining what exactly is a higher power, and a lot of people are able to um, liberally interpret, you know, the the twelve steps and traditions in the book in a way mm-hmm. that does not necessarily require um require you to believe in like a personified deity right. a lot of people say the universe or whatever if that's too much for people there's all kinds of fun acronyms like my dog <laughs> yeah. yeah um like god some people say is an acronym that stands for a group of drunks <laughs> or good orderly direction and you know the program itself can be your higher power the point is that um people in aa feel they have to admit that you know they they are powerless, and that yeah. they mm-hmm. you know, their decision making mechanism is malfunctioning.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. And to be fair, you know, I did kind of do that for myself. You know, especially when I was doing a lot of spiritual stuff um, back in the day. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, it is a realization that sort of there are so many things out of your control, and that mm-hmm. if you I don't like the whole surrender to higher power, but it's sort of have a deep understanding that certain things are literally out of your control. Even when it comes to your own mind, you know, these are chemical reactions that you're having. And I know and I recognize what happens when I drink. It's just I just these days I can be cognizant enough to. Right understand what's going on and then take precautions against that.
4: Well, if we're going to get into, like, you know, some of the spiritual stuff we're doing, which, you know, is, like, planetary magic and, like, uh, Western uh, ceremonial magic, like, at the core of all of that is... This is all in your head. You mm-hmm. just don't know how big your head is. Like, it's a placebo <laughs> effect, yeah, yeah. and belief is a tool. I've you never know? heard that
1: phrase. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Like
0: that. <laughs> well, it's, it's going into the, the breadth and depth of the universe that's inside your mind. Right. Inside of all of our minds. Right. Because, really, the inside of our, our mind is, is an infinite, you know, it's infinite. I mean... Mm-hmm. And You you think about the infinity and complexity of the universe or universes, but inside of our mind it's the same way. A journey within can be just as far-reaching and and comprehensive and... and, uh, all-encompassing as a journey to the bottom of the ocean or out into space so. well and
4: i've i've mentioned this before on the podcast like that whole you have the power this is all inside you is what drew me to western ceremonial magic after being raised catholic getting expelled from catholic school and all of that Fuck like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to saint edwards and oh. dana point you still <laughs> suck <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went to a private Jewish school it's, it's like Catholic school but without the nuns so yeah
0: I, I, yeah. I had a friend <laughs> who went to a Catholic school or a, a Jewish school that was really or a Hebrew school that was really really tough they did have nuns it's <laughs> a- damn wow. Uh yeah. yep yeah mm-hmm.
4: but like you know it, it's nice to hear like you have all the power inside of you if you just believe you do rather than like you know a lot of like the abrahamic religions which are like you have to listen to a sky father because (laughs) reasons and we said so you have no power here
2: it's just the (laughs) attitude that that breeds Mm -hmm.
4: you know also it's
1: just um yeah i think it's a lot easier to externalize um your Mm -hmm. spirituality than it is to say that yes, you know, the power is inside of myself and that I do have, you know, the ability to solve my own problems and to calm myself and to comfort
4: myself. Well, because then you have to own your own shit. Exactly. And You're be all, a grown you have up. To be responsible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so, you know, if you know the whole religion thing and, you know, the Abrahamic religions and God mm-hmm. and all of that, I don't really have a problem with people who do that because at the end of the day, you know, if they're not... It sounds like an obvious thing to say, but, like, if if you're not hurting me and if it makes you a better person, you know, Mm. if it makes you less annoying to be around, then...
0: (laughs) That's debatable. Then that's... That's
1: That's, that's why it's an if.
0: However, I agree with what you're saying, and and John Lennon said whatever gets you through the night is all right is all right. So it, it doesn't matter if you were... Externalizing it or internalizing it, the, well, the I. But I am much more a believer in the potential of the human being mm-hmm. that we all have. Um, uh, you know, the potential of the Superman, as Bowie said, mm-hmm. inside of us to to be a better person, to imp- self-improve, to self-observe and self-improve. Absolutely. And because we all, we all, all, all of us, every single one of us, needs to improve and needs to work on improving ourselves every day. And it's just a matter of if you are completely able to be self-reliant and 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 draw the, those energies from within yourself and, and improve yourself that way, or if you rely on friends, family, loved ones, uh, your dog, or you know mm-hmm. some invisible thing in the sky with a beard and a beard and a hatred of women, then <laughs> then, you can, okay. then you can you can you know whatever gets you. Get you there. Get yeah. you there.
4: Well, I think yeah. also if we're going to talk about Christians, we have to talk about the difference between people who claim to be Christians and Christians who actually act Christ-like. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of mutual friends who are Christ-like Christians, like Angela and Andrew. Like, you know, they're not out there trying to convert people or mm-hmm. keep the gays from kissing because baby Jesus will cry or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> they're, like, actually doing things, you know, like helping the homeless and, like, You know doing volunteer work like actual christ-like things rather than oppressing other people you know good works yeah good works of christ yeah (laughs) it's
1: funny growing up um growing up jewish you uh you learn so little about christ Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously (laughs) but um it's as, as i've gotten older and sort of moved away from you know religion as a whole obviously um I think there's actually a lot that, that people can learn from Christ just as a mythic figure, um, mm-hmm. you know if not as a deity, but uh, like the resurrection story, um, you know the, the whole journey that you go through it could be said that it's a same it's a mythology that can apply right. to everybody that you have to you know go through your journey to die, and then you know to to improve, to be you know reborn or transformed in some way. It's, it's just the hero's journey all yeah, over again. Yeah, I was just going to say, mm-hmm. it Christ. fits
4: the Joseph Campbell hero's journey like, Exactly, It predates
0: to Joseph Campbell by yeah. millennia. Right.
4: Like, <laughs> significantly. If
0: anything, it hey, was the now, other way have around. Have you ever
2: seen Jesus Christ and Joseph Campbell in the same room? Have mm-hmm. <laughs> you? And when one
0: drinks water, the other one doesn't talk? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was actually uh, yeah. getting into it with somebody um, over. I am in you know the great Star Wars versus Star Trek debate, and they brought up like, well, Star Wars is just like a Joseph Campbell like opera in space, and blah blah blah. What? And I'm like, <laughs> is yeah, that the point? yeah. I'm like, that's why I like it. <laughs> you know, you can't like throw that in my face that it's like a Joseph Campbell space opera and expect me to like take that as a negative. I fucking love it, and yeah. I love that like the next chapter of the space opera, you know, and the one that the Force is awakening to is Rey, a girl, like, oh Mm -hmm. my god. You know?
1: (laughs) Saw a picture of a a family for Halloween. It was an interracial couple. Oh my god. And the lady was Rey, and the guy was Finn, and their baby was dressed up as Mm -hmm, mm BB-8. Holy shit. It It was was so so cute!
3: cute. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe it!
0: Yeah, I I saw that picture too, and I I also saw a... um, a Latino family dressed as that as well. Aww. So it was like oh, and then and then they had like a little baby ocho. That's hysterical.
4: Yeah. It, sorry,
0: baby ocho.
4: Man, Poe Dameron is bae though, for real. Like Oscar Isaac. uh Poe. Oh, oh. Poe, oh, po. that's right, yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah. Poe is the uh, the other fighter pilot dude. Yeah. The oh, one yeah. That saved Finn. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh they're
4: bromances. Sorry, spoilers. So no. Adorable. And <laughs> oh, we don't we don't care no, about no. spoilers on this uh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> um Besides, the movie's already out on like Blu-ray and DVD. Like it just yeah, came out this just weekend. just watched it
0: digitally last night. Yeah, so uh, people had like every
4: opportunity, like every single opportunity to see well, it. Especially
2: for something like this. Like if you care about Star Wars, clearly you've seen it by yeah, now. You and,
4: and we were polite we gave people what like three weeks yeah, we, before yeah, we started no talking idea. about it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: well that's just because all the but I don't are subscribe to I don't I,
0: tr- I try not to engage in, in you know feeding into rage culture or nerd or uh, 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 spoiler culture that whole thing it's just like <laughs> if, if you're that concerned you know devices turn off yeah. You can yeah. choose not to read something. You can cho- you can see something in a headline and say, "I'm not going to read yeah. this article because it might have something that that's you know without the word spoilers mm. being plastered spoilers. all over it." Well, yeah. you so, like, can look at it, it and go, "I don't want to know anything about this because I haven't seen it yet." Then it's so 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 easy to just not see that thing. Phones and do anybody have airplane mode. anybody who says yeah. otherwise is just looking for reasons to be pissed off at people. I'm sorry, but they just are.
4: Yeah. Well, like when I was uh, working at Tom's when the movie came out, like uh, Brian, who was on the podcast, uh, he couldn't go to the Thursday night, like midnight, Mm -hmm. AKA 7 p.m. showing. Mm -hmm. And he had tickets for Friday. So like the next day he was like, no one talked to me. (laughs) I put my phone on airplane mode. I'm not speaking to any humans until I see the movie. Like, thank you for respecting my wishes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, a- everyone's in charge. And we're all adults, and and there's even people who aren't adults online. But it's like we're all in tra- in charge of our own <laughs> I- I- in our own you know media yeah. cu- media culture autonomy. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm sorry. As long as
2: you follow the golden rule, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, then it's fine.
4: Yeah.
1: I, I thought the golden rule was like don't poop at work.
4: <laughs> Are you not supposed to poop at work? Mm-mm. Oh man. I almost exclusively <laughs> poop at work.
1: That's that's, that's bad too.
4: Oh shit. It's
1: bad. Too. You're, you're in trouble.
4: Literally. <laughs> Damn. You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> <have> to
0: <laughs> that's <not the> time. <laughs> time. What the hell, man? All I did was poop at work. <laughs> yeah, you actually I'll have do. to go to hell three times now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Do you know how many, like, workout moves and, like, squats and things like that totally feel like pooping? Like, we were talking about the squat and toss, which is an actual workout move, but does it not sound like pooping? It totally well, sounds like pooping.
2: You st- well, especially when you started talking about pooping, and then you mentioned it. So <laughs> the yes. squat
4: and toss.
1: It could <laughs> also be a bizarre method of birth.
4: <laughs> <Got the catchment laughs> ready. One, two. That's like up there with dolphin birth. Or yeah. it's a oh. six move for one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can,
2: no matter what's going on, you can always bring in a partner.
4: Like the oh way God. that I know that my form for deadlift is correct, because you have to keep your spine long and straight, is mm-hmm. if it feels like I'm squatting over like a public toilet to poop. That sounds you know? about right. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: I imagine pulling a wall, a nail out of the wall with my butt cheeks. That's,
4: That's a, a good one, one too. A, yeah. yeah.
0: Opening bottles. Mm. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to poop chat.
4: <laughs> <laughs> poop and workout chat.
0: <laughs> we well, you know, covered a, a, a good wide subjects.
4: <laughs> oh my god, my trainer was telling me that uh, certain lifters, like power lifters, like if you get to enough weight, mm-hmm. like they'll just sometimes shit themselves <laughs> from pulling that much like heavy weight, you know? And I mean, this is in like the, like, <laughs> I think I broke Rhonda. <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke your girlfriend. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like he was like, this is like upper echelon, you know, oh, like you're you're dead pounds. lifting like elephants at this point, no. you know? Why? Like <laughs> Yeah, because, he said like- Because th- go,
2: you go to a squatting position, which is the natural, Way humans? No, I,
4: I know how. Why? <laughs> why would you power lift that much if yeah. there's a danger of shitting yourself? Yeah, uh, why? for the gains. medals and gains. Yeah, for the <laughs> no guts, no glory. <laughs> Just get that pump. <laughs> I know you can't. all see this at home, but I'm putting my sunglasses on over her glasses. Over my glasses. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to train that hard. Like there is a limit. <laughs> There's
2: an upper limit. Christ, yeah. So. Where, where is where there is a possibility of pooping during performance? Yeah,
4: yeah. That's where I draw the line. Draw the line. Yeah, I want to be like IRL Wonder Woman, but I, I draw the line at like I think getting close I, I don't to see shitting her. myself. You know.
1: Speaking of Wonder Woman, Zach uh, and I are so upset about Wonder Woman's
4: lack of a visible wonder. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the the picture? I haven't, but I've she's heard that very... she's the best thing about Dawn of Justice. Like everyone's like, "Kitty, just go I see Dawn so of Justice so you can masturbate to Wonder Woman." I'm like, she has like I'm no sold. muscle mass. Like, really? Yeah, she's like
1: uh, model. She's like a model, skinny. Let me person. show you
2: the the uh, new one. You have to look at these photographs. Okay. I
1: mean, she's very beautiful. Don't get me wrong. And I'm That's sure her like, personality um, is right for the role. But like Wonder Woman should be fucking jacked. I'm sorry. Yeah, she yeah. should be like, buff. Yeah. Like, and Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, not buff. Well,
4: I I want my Wonder Woman to look like she can lift like a Buick with her pinky. Yeah. You know. This woman like, is not that. Well. I've like it's weird because I've seen Gal Gadot posting like videos to her Facebook and Instagram of all the training she went through and like, you know, oh, their sure. hmm. Is that from the movie? No, Which but that did? is.
0: Yeah, they shadowed her arm a little bit and yeah. some of the skills, but yeah, they,
1: yeah Yeah. I know you all can't see at home, but if you Google along with us, yeah. I mean again, Google like, like <laughs> Warner
4: Brothers put her through her paces. Like there's okay. there's stuff, you know, that she's posted on the internet yeah. like training for the well, movie, I mean, did like you see blah, blah blah blah.
2: How she started out.
4: Okay. I mean so she was like
2: basically supermodel, heroin like, chic. Yeah. Very, very thin. Yeah. No definition. I don't know. So there doubt that.
4: there was progress. Yeah, it's
2: just that there's like, okay, but yeah, still have to be super skinny. Hi everyone, Michael
0: here with a special offer for you, the listeners of the Something Something Experience podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend Born Standing Up, A Comic's Life by Steve Martin. In the mid-1970s, Steve Martin exploded into the comedy scene. By 1978, he was the biggest concert draw in the history of stand-up. In 1981, he quit forever. Born Standing Up is, in his own words, the story of "quote Why I Did Stand Up and Why I Walked Away." End quote. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/something2xp. Again, that's audibletrial.com/something2xp for your free audiobook. If you sign up using that URL, they'll give us a little something in return, and you'll be supporting an independent podcast just like that. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show.
2: I would prefer that
1: wrestler lady who played Angel Dust in Deadpool. Yes! She was so yes. boss. shout
2: out to Tim Miller.
1: Thank you, Tim Miller.
2: <laughs> I was so glad that he uh, that
1: Zach he works that. for Tim Miller, everyone. Zach is very important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is why you should Can watch I our your film. Hand?
1: <laughs> if you watch our film You'll be many degrees of separation closer to Deadpool and.
4: Uh, there. she's got a little bit of definition. Like she's starting. Yeah. You know, like it, I can I can see the gains from like. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, the past, but it's, it's not just, enough. It's just, yeah, no. in, in the sh- in the in the
2: and I'm pretty sure her legs are actually shopped thinner. Yeah, they shopped. Yeah. They shopped her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm.
1: Robin Wright, though, I mean, let's have a conversation about Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
0: As you wish.
2: <laughs> obsessed, <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> Just finally finished uh, fourth, fourth the third, fourth season of House, House of Cards. Mm. Uh, she is amazing in that show.
4: Yeah, so. I know Ronda Rousey said she wanted to play Wonder Woman. Like she definitely has the body for it. Don't think she's <laughs> got yeah.
2: any acting chops whatsoever. That's <laughs> what I have mm. heard. I heard she couldn't even play herself.
4: Oh, really? <sighs> Because, yeah. like, I would have I paid to see, like, her beating up the guy in Entourage just on loop for an hour and a mm-hmm. half. Like, you know, if you just played that, like, three-minute clip, like, for, you know, like I said, an hour and a half, I would have mm-hmm. been in a seat.
1: <laughs> there is no Entourage 2. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, um, it's from Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I've I still.
4: Yeah, I just I still don't understand how they got funding for what was basically douchebags the movie. You know? Because
2: there's a lot of douchebags with too much money. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Or people who people want money. to be douchebags. I
4: yeah. mean, it tanked too. Rightfully so. <laughs> Ouch.
2: I, you know, this day at my age, I'm like. I know, because I'm, I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> Back <laughs> in it's like, uh, Movies come and go, and it's like, I, I just, I don't care. I'm so out of fucks these days. Oh, yeah. Even if they yeah. make a childhood yeah. Yeah. movie, I'm honestly, I'm one of those people who is all for them. Because one of two things will happen. It'll be good. It'll renew interest in it, and people actually right. discover it. Or it'll bomb, and, go it'll pass, and it'll pass, and nobody will. it go be, away. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, yeah. there's there's that, but what gets me is that you know Seth Rogen still has his movies greenlit, and like we have movies like you know Entourage um, that are getting greenlit, and yeah, we're those not. Movies
5: make money, though. They
4: yeah. do make they do make some money, but like Entourage bombed, and yeah. like yeah. you know Seth Rogen does the same thing every single time. Same with Paul Rudd, and these movies are getting bankrolled, and it's like. Well, yeah, we could keep making the same movie with like white male douchebag, or we could, you know, make movies starring other people, maybe women, maybe people of color. Like, see yeah, yeah, our yeah. film, mm-hmm. or
1: you hate
2: women
0: and people of color. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we
2: actually have women and people of color, so it's very. And women of color. And women yep, of wow. color.
0: Yeah, wow. More than one.
1: More than one.
2: <laughs> but only one has a speaking role because you yeah. <laughs> know. Well, actually, uh, <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> uh,
0: way to break up the rooms. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's it's uh, the, the 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 mass amount of of good representation across the board that came out in twenty came about from twenty fifteen hasn't been here as much in twenty sixteen. It mm-hmm. definitely fell off again. There's there's no. There's no Mad Max. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, blockbuster season is around the corner, but there's no Mad Max this year yet. There's no Star Wars yet this year. There's no there's no movies, you know, big, 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 big movies that have a good representative base. And you know, right. I mean, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, another fine example of of you know Hollywood doing things the way Hollywood's always done things. You know, mm-hmm. basically, basically, to me, I'm at the point where. Oh, good! Another movie where dudes punch each other. You know, I mean, that's to me every superhero movie now, and I'm even getting to the point where I'm kind of sick of Marvel movies too. Um, the at least the big team movies. You know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I'll probably go see Civil War, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, it's just dudes punching each other, and there's one woman in there, and she's probably only going to be in there for like five minutes out of the two and a half hours. Yeah, I yeah. still want
4: my Black Widow movie. Hello, <laughs> uh,
0: Salt. Mm. Yeah, um, basically. You, you know, know. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah.
4: She has the perfect backstory for, like, a prequel movie, too. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know what happened in the Red Room when she was a kid and, like, see her being a badass assassin. Like, come on! Yeah.
2: I was pretty... Uh, that was actually one thing I was really disappointed with uh, Josh Whedon for because he has so many good characters, but... Oh, yeah. He has mm-hmm. So much could have been done. And also, I'm just glad he's going back to his own format. Yeah. Um.
0: Speaking of Joss Whedon, Whedonopolis is coming up in May. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a big, uh, well, not big, It's it's a brand new, first time this year, Joss Whedon convention. It's happening at the Van Nuys Airtel. Tickets are available. WeedonCon.com. Interesting.
3: Uh,
0: Danny and I are on the staff. We're taking care of guest relations. And, oh. and uh, so, yeah, it's going to be nice. and it's a, a weekend. T- tickets are inexpensive. And you guys live locally, so you wouldn't have to get a room if you don't want. So. BOOM! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <A bomb>. So.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, the Marvel thing. I don't know. I'm just glad that we finally got Deadpool to kind of. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool
0: to me is my new favorite Marvel thing. Deadpool, ever. Dead mm-hmm. Deadpool, and Jessica Jones. Basically, you know those yeah. two things. Uh, uh, I like t- Daredevil. Started as well. uh,
2: watching. I only saw the first episode. I gotta have so much catching up. Yeah, to you yeah. We well, hardly every ever watch that. And the way
4: that like Jessica Jones deals with topics like rape and sexual assault was just mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Like amazingly mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it pretty much was... Kind of a "fuck you" to patriarchy, kind of kind of storyline. Yeah, you know, that's, absolutely. That's the way it was. I really like that. So. Yeah,
4: I'm looking forward to uh, the new X-Men movie that's coming out. But X-Men has always been super diverse. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: I mean, that, mm-hmm. to me, that's inherently more interesting than some of the other stuff. I mean, right. the Avengers stuff and everything was cool just because it was new and it hadn't really been done before in the, yeah, the, the, the way that they. First one was. Yeah, the way that they the way that they interweave the um, Age of Ultron <laughs> interweave the the universe and amongst all the different you know various been projects. projects
4: though, what?
2: If it had just been like an HBO series because I, I could love I've seen that. I love the interaction of course and that's where Josh Wein's, you know, really shines, you know, when they're ca- being casual, when they're talking. Mm-hmm. But you're right when it gets to the punching and stuff, it just a lot of it fell apart. It's like I basically want the tick Avengers. <laughs>
0: yeah, you want it all full, of, full of snark and, and yeah, yeah the, you want the, the, the banter and the snark and the character mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and that's what um, that's what I think that you know the series is better at. Mm-hmm. The, shows like Sense Aid and and Jessica Jones and even Daredevil. Oh, the, you know mm-hmm. all the, the the real genuine human interaction and those yeah. those shows kind of minimized. Action minimize the fighting right. aspects yeah. of stuff, and we're much more about the human emotion of it, and I'm, I'm all about which that. Which is no so.
2: surprise. I mean, I don't really read Marvel anymore because you can only read reboots for so many years. I pretty much yeah. only do, like, Dark Horse and stuff nowadays. But, like, they're always great about just the interaction. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Ultimates, which yeah. the Avengers was loosely based on, is still one of my absolute favorite comic yeah. series just because his character it's dark, you know, all the superheroes have real, huge flaws. Still <laughs> my and it's still my favorite black widow, even though she's like, basically evil but it's like she's smart
4: Well, like if we if we want to talk about you know how the avengers in the movies are different than the avengers in the comics we Mm -hmm. have to talk about how like hawkeye is extra useless in the comics because he was just (laughs) like you know some carnival guy who had really good aim and black widow's like you're good at shooting things would you like to shoot things for money help me kill people you know and like that was Hawkeye. <laughs> you
2: should read the ultimates because in there, like, they're actually, like, genetically engineered. So they're, like, yeah. pulling off crazy pushes and stuff. There's this one part where I if guess I don't want to tell ball you too from much. from
4: 25 yards. See, if, 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 now
2: <laughs> now I feel bad because I've, like, spoiled some stuff. <laughs> um, but, like, there's crazy betrayal and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's this one part where um, Hawkeye's in his, like, mansion, you know, and he's got, like, yeah. Secret Service and, like, they get ambushed, and he's like, you motherfuckers caught me in the wrong place. Because he just has, like, a drawer of silverware, and he's just, like, putting spoons to people's heads and stuff.
4: <laughs> like you do. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's really interesting um, is, you know, since Disney owns Marvel right now, like, they're killing off all of the mutants, because they don't own X-Men anymore. They're oh, yeah. like, you want to keep making money with our property? <laughs> uh, no, they're all dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's weird. Like they're killing them off and like they're bringing in the whole like enhancement thing, you know, and like well, I mean, think that's
2: just the way le- the legal uh, stuff. Right, wording is set up. It's like you can't use right.
4: But I'm saying in the comics, like they're oh, I literally re- killing off oh, the I mutants, didn't know that. and all of the new mutants coming in are like genetically modified enhancement. So that they can bring them things. into the yeah.
2: movies. Yeah. Dastardly clever, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Disney does not fuck around. <laughs> no, no they do not. But... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the X Men comics, but just like. You know, what I've seen, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, savage. Like,
0: I'm I'm pretty out of touch with the movie stuff right now just because we've been spending so much time not in front of a computer or TV, you know, so much time actually having real human interactions with people. Oh, it's not like that. I know, right? It's like this. It's like this.
4: I was going to say, and exercising and working out. Well,
0: that's been a thing for, that's just routine now, so. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing exceptional about that but other, sure than the pain that I, <laughs> other than the pain i'm in today <laughs> but um yeah so just this year it's been a lot more important for us to socialize than it has been to veg in front of the tv so and you know i i do miss watching tv sometimes just sitting and farting on the couch but uh, it just hasn't been happening much. Happening much. So. I
4: like when we can combine the two and have yeah. Cheddar Day. Yeah. That's always great. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> What's Cheddar Day? What is so,
4: that? okay, like, whenever I'm being exceptionally lazy, like, I'm just going to hang out in my tiger onesie and eat ice cream and scratch my butt. I call it being a chud. So Cheddar Day is the day devoted to that, where it's like, I'm going to order a pizza and watch ne- TV and Netflix do and nothing. Chud. I think it's yeah. what we're
2: doing after this.
1: I need <laughs> a tiger onesie. You do. Target. You
2: really
4: do. I, want it to, I don't want it to t- like a tiger, though. I want it to be like a sheep or... A, a piggy. They have them. Yeah, like a pig. Yeah, that's yeah. They had a they had a bunch of animals. Like Danny a has a panda. There is a zebra. Oh, that's adorable. There was a turquoise owl with what little wings. That's like fucking, no, no that that one doesn't. No, belong. it's
0: a sheep. It's gotta be a sheep. <laughs> I want to be curly and white and or black.
4: Black sheep.
2: Black yeah. sheep.
0: Black what sheep? else
4: did they have? Did I mention they had a giraffe? Oh, yeah. uh, did I say zebra?
2: Okay, I have to get. Does the giraffe like? Does the hoodie like extend up higher? No, I, mean,
4: I wish. Then
2: there's the
0: unicorn one.
4: Oh plus, yeah, with the glitter. Mm, that's <laughs> not
0: real glitter.
2: <laughs> it's pink, <laughs> and the hooves and the fur
0: and the the mane are purple, and then it's got a um, horn on top and.
4: And it's glitter fabric. Glitter fabric. Which it needs to have
2: like a bib that's like a rainbow.
0: rainbow. Perfect. Are you guys working on any any new projects at all? Or or was this just kind of a one-off thing now? We're wrapping up the...
2: um, So we shot the trailer for my friend, for our friend. And so we actually edited it. It's it's edited into a trailer. But we actually did it as a Mm one-shot. So right now I'm just kind of cleaning it up so we can have just the one sequence that we'll probably put, like, haunting music to. And then after that... We're going to kind of explore a few ideas that I've been working on. I've got a trailer. There's a, this really interesting one that's kind of dark. Um, is basically like a female Hannibal. Okay. Um, doesn't she doesn't eat people, mm-hmm. but you know she does kill people. You know she. Righteous
1: serial killer psychiatrist. 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 Yes! Like Hannibal meets Dexter.
2: Yes! Yeah, like a very, you know, <laughs> and not a good person. Like that's one thing. things I didn't want her to be a good person. Mm-hmm. But Who'd, I need to... Nobody likes good people. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to like write and have a hand in it, but it's like it's actually a little too uncomfortable for me to
4: direct. Right.
2: So... Well, um, there's,
4: there's a lot of uh, TV shows where it's the not good but still likable white dude. And I think it's great that you guys are doing that with a woman because there's not a lot that explores that yeah. for, you know, women or people of color or other marginalized groups. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we usually only give white dudes the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah. Like, think about, like, Breaking Bad or, like, Dexter stuff like that. Exactly. So, and, stuff. Yeah. And, and
2: that was kind of part of it, you know? It's like everybody hated um, his wife. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Oh, Skylar. Skylar. Yeah. And where she's, and like, it's like really hey and they just have this visceral thing and stuff and so I kind of wanted to write a female character because I always thought it's like yeah if, if Hannibal had been a whim- a woman people probably wouldn't have liked her and right. stuff. so it's like and I kind of wanted to write a character they didn't like but for the wrong reasons just because I kind of like messing with people yeah. right? right. like so. the
4: last good character that I saw like that where it's like this is a bad person but this you know piece of media is going to make you empathize with them is okay. American Mary and i love that movie Mm. uh you know she's she's just a young college student putting herself through med school like
2: (laughs) i I don't know so i can't okay yeah
4: yeah the the premise is she's studying to become Mm. a doctor and then like uh these people who are into like extreme body modification find her you know these are people who like Want an arm amputated or they mm-hmm. want to look like Betty Boop, or they want to have like you know one finger taken from one twin's hand and put on the other twins hand and oh, let's nice. trade like you know stuff like that, so she kind of falls into that mm-hmm. um business to put herself through med school and there's there's other things it's that not happen, happen of yeah. Course. Um, she gets involved with, like, the mob and, and things like that. And I don't want to get too into it because it'll be spoilery, but it's so good. It is nice. such a good movie. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Hmm.
2: My other uh, inspiration, because it was so good, Gone Girl.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <gasps> Gone
2: and, Girl. and I loved it because, it, for me, that is an absolutely revolutionary movie. It was horrible. Because you had a woman who was the bad person who was, like, really disturbing manipulative, mm-hmm. very smart yeah and it's like okay we can finally have a pretty woman in this role you know this right. is a misery this right. is like a woman with like complete agency and
4: yeah i'm so torn um about gone girl because yes there's that and it's nice to see characters given that space especially mm-hmm. women On the other hand, it also reinforces, you know, a lot of the ideas in rape culture that like, oh, women are just faking it, like blah, 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 she wasn't really raped, it's a false report, and da-da-da, and I just wish people were smarter, (laughs) and they would understand like, this is fiction, like, obviously this isn't how the real world works, but sadly that's not the case.
2: (laughs) When that was going on, though, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it seemed... To really be mostly background noise. I mean, people really seemed to get it. I mean, I was even following <coughs> it on Reddit, which you know can be accessible at times. Reddit
4: is accessible for that kind
2: of topic. <laughs> but honestly, all the uh, conversations were totally mature and like actually absolutely respected the agencies. And because it's so well written, so well done, you know, and so many tropes are reversed
4: way. Right.
2: so as a whole it was just an absolute work of art
4: well that's good
0: well historically from our you know when it comes to female serial killers you're you're that kind of thing or or female women kind of behaving badly as it were and mm-hmm. being an anti-hero or the protagonist in the story being a horrible person and being the protagonist of the story they they usually make women the women the female characters somebody who's inherently unlikable Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a you know, like your Lizzie Borden or your uh, um oh, I had somebody else in mind that I was thinking of too. Uh
4: Shirley yeah, character. Yeah, monster monster. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Where where she's you know, a quote unquote ugly and yeah. and mm-hmm. and somebody who, you know, who men wouldn't find attractive or whatever and but then you have a film like John Waters' *Serial Mom*, where you have Kathleen Turner, who at the time was mm-hmm. one of America's darlings, and, and <laughs> playing a role like that. And yeah, it's a black comedy, but it's still it still gives agency to a character, and she yeah. you know she gets away with her lifestyle and gets mm-hmm. away with it at the end and um, and stuff. But yeah, it, it's it's refreshing to see women being able to be put in those roles where that men. Get to get to waltz through and come out on the other end of yeah. the kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that you know you have people men male characters doing being horrible people and doing despicable things, but they're still inherently likable and they're still mm-hmm. the focus of the show and the protagonist of the show. You know, your Tony yeah. Sopranos and your and Tony Ma- Stark, your Michael Corleones, your <laughs> your 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 uh, Tony Starks, that kind of
4: yeah. thing. Marvel like cinematically did a really good job of making Tony Stark the lovable douchebag instead of just a straight up douchebag
2: because
4: yeah. in the comics he's just a complete asshole like oh, yeah. no redeeming anything whatsoever he's just awful
2: <laughs> I did wish, the one thing I was sad, I understand why because this is this is their money maker and I get it, you've got to have that to you know, make sure you can fund stuff like all the Netflix you mm-hmm. know, things but it's like I really wish they had had more of his alcoholism in there, and like mm-hmm. really had that a big yeah. part of his character. It's his, it's his flaw, and like right. that could have been really good character. But Mar-
0: you know, like Marvel, character. Marvel, uh, I don't want to use the word whitewashes because it's not a racial thing, but Mar- Marvel tends to uh, sugarcoat, sugarcoat, or or omit some of that stuff. Um, um, Ant Man, the the whole you know him being a, mm-hmm. a domestic abuser yeah. and, and Tony Stark's alcoholism and of uh, something with I thought there was something also with um, with uh, uh, well
4: uh, Miss Marvel is an alcoholic you yeah, know it's-
0: the only one that we've gotten that out of is Jessica Jones yeah clearly mm-hmm. major alcoholic and and. Fucked up personality, stalking a guy in order to because of the whole thing with his well, wife. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. You guys have seen. It. Um, so <laughs> only
2: one episode in.
0: But so yeah. you know, um, you know th- that's that's one of the few characters, and again, it's good. Uh, th- it goes to the whole thing of representation. Again, mm-hmm. they're allowing her to be a flawed human being, still mm-hmm. be the protagonist of the show. Yeah. And I've ha- I've heard both camps from people of. Think Jessica Jones as a character is amazing, and other one, other people of being like she just comes off as, as kind of a brat or whatever, or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. the shit that she's been through, yeah, which you will see, yeah, I know. Her to me, to version. me, completely justified all of her attitudes, all of right. her actions, all of everything, and I was able to forgive her mm-hmm. petulance, as it will. I
4: mean, I it can, it makes it for more well rounded characters. Exactly. It's just exactly. better storytelling, right? right. Yeah, but they're, actually,
0: you know and that 's the thing with with Avengers, you want the kids involved? you want you know the kids going out and buying toys and video games yeah and, and mm-hmm. so you don't they take some of the th- and one of the things that Marvel has always been good about all the way through the comics is bringing around real human stuff to things, you know yeah. death, death and alcoholism and drugs mm-hmm. and rape and blah, blah blah and all these things of violence and and this and that. And injecting giving every character they have some form of flaw, because every single one of us has some form of flaw, yeah. mm-hmm. has that part of us that we give into every mm-hmm. once in a while and are not nice to people because of it. Mm-hmm. everybody no, has that
4: yeah. um have you guys read Marvel sixteen o two? Okay. Um, no,
2: the, la- the last series I did was literally. If the you
4: Ultimates. if you pick up a comic, um, I highly recommend Marvel 1602. It's a standalone. Mm-hmm. It's written by Neil Gaiman, which is why I was then, like, oh I gotta give it to I'll me now.
1: Probably pick it up. Yeah.
4: It's it's basically all the Marvel characters in 1602. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love Neil so like the X Men, you know, are being hunted by the Inquisition because <laughs> they're witches, and like you know mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four these like legendary heroes who like bards sing about and stuff it's it's really really <laughs> good great. because um the captain america in there is a native american
2: I was going to say, where does it, it <laughs> take place uh, in the U.S.? Uh,
4: In Europe and in the U.S., okay. you know? Okay. So, like, they mentioned like, the colonies and, right. and things Straight. like that. Yeah, like, British imperialism, like, let's go. But, yeah, uh, Captain America in that comic is a Native American, which That's I cool. thought was really, really clever. And I'm like, wow, this is the most American that he's ever been. Like, good yeah. job, guys. Doesn't get much more American than
1: that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's America. Yeah, <laughs> that's America.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, what's out uh, now that you guys are watching or, or, or that you recommend you, you know watching, seeing, reading, All right. listening?
1: All right, Watch the Nick.
0: Mm, I've heard uh, good things. If you don't oh.
1: have Cinemax. Um, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, oh, there's membership. ways to get it. Yeah, there's yes. ways to get it. You can also stream it through Amazon Prime. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> I don't care. So watch. Steven Soderbergh's The Nick it is fucking so good it's masterful it's horrifying it's beautiful Steven Soderbergh directed and shot and and Edited. edited every single episode in the first two seasons oh wow uh, it takes place in uh, 1900, 1901, and it's about the beginnings of modern medicine. Oh shit! Um, it's Indeed. About early <laughs> in New York in 19 in 1900, early oh. surgeries. So this is gruesome. Um, it's fucking gruesome, it's gruesome. Uh, yeah. but it also has to do with uh, with women's rights, um, mm-hmm. race relations,
2: everything. The way everything that goes on. It's so okay. good. And the thing about it, and it's this good. is why I have such a hard on, especially as a writer, as a storyteller, mm-hmm. is. You, you watch uh, movies and sometimes and they're like, oh, we need a, you know, a token black guy or a token huh. woman, you know, where it's like, and even if it's sometimes meant in like good jest, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it'd be great to have someone. And they just sort of, they paste it on top. Yeah.
4: Like, the here way, you go. Yeah. The <laughs> way
2: he integrates in it. Is amazing, you know, and they're based on, like, real characters, the research, mm-hmm. um, and they don't ever feed, the race relations don't ever feel added in. It's like, no, this is actual character, and this is just what's going on. This is what right. the women are doing. Uh, this is what the, you know, Irish immigrants, you know, what also, they had to deal with. Anybody
1: um, who has a fetish for, like... You know, early 1900s medical violence <laughs> yeah, If that's a thing <laughs> You
2: know, it's like even like show. <laughs> Multicultural Chinese Yeah. You know, they talk about the wars going on and it, But it's not like they're just talking Oh, here's a random scene where we're talking I'm about it It's how they're actually integra- integrating it into there yeah. The accuracy for like uh, drug addictions mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, I think, one of the best shows I've ever
4: same. I'm glad they're acknowledging that people of color existed back then. Very much so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? You yeah. see so many period pieces, and there are no black people. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's
1: Chinese no Asians, people. there's no, there's Latinos, no Latino It's like, yeah. <laughs> so many period pieces, there are just literally no people of color. It's well, because, you know,
4: they didn't get invented until, like, <laughs> the 1970s. They're yeah. They're relatively <laughs> new.
1: That's <laughs> why yeah. there's still some kinks being ironed <laughs> out with, like, their place in society. <laughs> because they're new. <laughs> <laughs> Piss me off, man. You mm-hmm. mean the,
2: the race riots.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean don't don't give it away. You
2: know, yeah. That was just all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like <it> Spoilers.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> <Well. It's sprayless.
2: laughs> uh is there is there anything else? Anything else you're <sighs> Well, I mean, I just got caught up on House of Cards, which is an amazing show. Yeah, um House cards is dope. need to catch up on Jessica
3: Jones.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're no. still we're still not quite done with the second season of Jessica Jones. We have not started Daredevil yet. Need to do that. Two.
4: What you guys all need to be watching is The 100. It's amazing. that good? amazing. It's amazing. It's, amazing. That? it's on um, Netflix. You haven't seen it. It's a, it's a post-apocalyptic, like, dystopian thing. So, of course, I'm watching it. But it's really <laughs> good. The premise is, like... There's these 13 colonies up in space, and these are the only survivors of, like, a nuclear holocaust on Earth. And it's something like 150 years after, like, the Earth was annihilated and, you know, all of that. And... They send these 100 kids who are in... Teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. They're basically in, like, juvie space jail (laughs) back to the planet because the space station is dying. And they're like, Mm -hmm. good luck, tell us if it's inhabitable. (laughs) Um, And the main character is this 18-year-old girl who just kind of, like, takes over because she's super smart and she's, Mm -hmm. like, leading the kids on the ground. But the kids on the ground have to deal with the humans who survived the nuclear apocalypse who are basically like you know these awesome barbarians and they have this like Warlike matriarchal tribe, you know, which is also cool. So there's Gosh. a lot of women in leadership positions. And then they also have to deal with like the actual survivor survivors down in their bunkers who still have like uh, the, automatic uh, weapons and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and are still trying to hold on to like, I'm the president and this is America and I'm am the keeper of history and blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. So it's Really good. That sounds good. It's really, it really good. And it's super diverse, like across the board. There are LGBTQ characters. There First. are a lot of characters of color. Like it's just amazing. And the costuming. Thanks. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. So so are you good. Drawing
2: some inspiration for Wasteland. Oh yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Wasteland and Dystopia Rising, mm-hmm. like uh basically the one of the leaders of like um the survivors who are called the Grounders, Lexa, she's mm-hmm. like their war queen and i'm like i need everything she's wearing right now oh my god give it to me like this is giving me life but it's a really good show like it's so so good (laughs) yeah Mm.
0: yeah we just saw force awakens at friend's house last night again i thought that was my third time seeing it and uh (laughs) It was kind of cool because enough time has passed, and where now we can kind of kind of rip on it a little bit. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's you it, you you hold a movie in reference for a certain amount of time, and then eventually you can start noticing the little funny things in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, there there's so much humor in that movie, and yeah. the the thing that that strikes me over and over and over again is how good John Boyega's comic timing is
3: Mm
0: -hmm. he's so, so good at that (laughs) in in capturing that incidental wink in the eye of a moment that Mm -hmm. the original Star Wars trilogy always had, even in Return of the Jedi that there were just those moments that were just funny, because in, even in a drama, even in an action, even in anything else, there's always going to be a funny moment or a, a thing oh, that somebody the says. The
4: whole, uh, like, you have a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, or the the whole thing of, you know, yeah, you remember me? Remember me? I'm in charge now. I'm in charge now. Mm-hmm. To ease yeah. it back. Ease it, you know, take it easy, you know. Uh, and, and Han Solo keeps calling him big deal and, you know, stuff like that. So just little things like yeah. that. And it, it made me enjoy the movie all over again. Um, I just got uh, I was at Costco the other day and I just picked up Spectre on Blu-ray. and I'm looking forward to seeing that a second time. I only saw it in the theater once. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie I really yeah. wanted to see more than once and I haven't is, is Deadpool, and I'm afraid mm. it's probably not in theaters much uh, anymore. It is. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's Maybe a little a bit. A little deeper. bit longer, yeah. but yeah. Uh, there just has been. I no saw it time. in one one play. Yeah, there's just been no time to go see it again because we've been busy
2: with people. DVD Blu-ray will be out on May 10th. Yeah, nice. yeah. buy many copies. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. Show the studios you love it, yeah. right? <laughs> well,
0: it's cool because for for Christmas I got the uh, the Bond collection of Blu-ray, the whole all all twenty three films. Oh, wow, Specters now in there too, so mm. that's good.
1: You know, Daniel Craig said something really awesome in an mm. interview that I read. Some some woman some woman was interviewing Daniel Craig about his character as W Seven, and she was saying to him, "Why do you think?" The 007 is so successful with the ladies. Why do you think he is just, you know, the the greatest ladies man and just so wonderful and all of these things and you know, what is it, uh, expecting an answer about, you know, his suits or his taste in vodka or yeah, something. Like, and Daniel Craig looks at this woman and he says to her, you realize he's like a complete sadist, right? <laughs> like, yeah, he's, like sadist. he's a misogynist. He's a misogynist. He's a sadist. Like seven is a horrible person. You realize yeah. that, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Remind me to send you this one video. It's like a five-minute, like little YouTube thing, and it's like if 007 talked to an actual human woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, that well, so you, much.
0: That's the thing oh, is, is okay. the women, the 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 women in in the Bond universe are women who. It's very rare that you find a, a, a Bond girl, quote unquote, who's not already involved in that world in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the few examples is um, in uh, that's not that way is like uh, in uh, Goldeneye, where she's just you know working at a, she's working at a government f- a satellite facility. Mm-hmm. But um, but there's, there's, I mean, there's you know there's so many things in that movie and every other James Bond movie that are that are misogynist and rape culture and rapey and, mm-hmm. and just horrible and but. There's something about the Bond world that that it doesn't get held to, you know, what should be modern standards of, of equality and things like that. It, it, it is in and of itself its own thing, and it goes back to that thing of of men behaving badly and being allowed to be given a pass because of,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, of of having the flawed, deeply flawed um, protagonist mm-hmm. and. It's another example of that, but occasionally in a Bond film, you get a woman character who's just as much just as much of a rogue, if <laughs> you will, as as
2: Bond is. Well, did you see the? Li- I didn't even see Spectre because I heard it wasn't very good. Oh, and it's I've just very good. It is very.
0: very well, good. a
4: lot of people don't like Daniel Craig as Bond because he's not classic movie Bond, but he's closer to the book Bond,
2: which is why I like him. And yeah, because when they had the first one, it's like. I remember one particular scene he like kills someone like almost mm-hmm. accidentally and then Anne calls him up and like what about this guy and he's like Uh, don't bother with him anymore and she's like god damn it you killed him again yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> be honest. like okay this is how it is but it's
0: a dispassionate thing yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and I like that but I don't know I've grown off of him and really the spy movie that like I loved mm-hmm. was the last mission impossible that's yeah that I've been so I have not seen that yet because, absolutely seen it yeah. um I mean, talk about a good female character. Like, there's a woman in there who has complete agency, is not uh, no love interest. Nice. She, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. She does a lot in it, and mm-hmm. also it's amazingly shot, and um, the action, I forget the name of the director, it's the same one who did Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. uh, another one of my favorite, like, pure action movies, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was another
0: franchise film that came out, Sometime in the last year or two, that was that I hadn't seen that was that was also supposed to be really really good too, and I don't remember which franchise mm-hmm. it is now, but it'll come to me. But yeah, see Spectre because if you liked the best of the of, and probably I would say Casino Royale was one of the best Bond films since yeah. probably since. For your eyes only, maybe um, one of those, mm-hmm. but um, but I would put Spectre up on par with with, uh, with Casino Royale, with Casino Royale okay. and and with uh, Skyfall. Skyfall was really good too, and I, I think, think I like Spectre even a little bit more than Skyfall.
2: Okay, That'll
0: so be, uh, okay. I mean, I, the thing about Bond movies is I I love them enough to I'm enough of a fan to where I can also pick them apart and, and sure, criticize sure. them, but mm-hmm. love them at the same time, and also criticize Bonds. You know, sociopath, sociopathy and, and that sort of thing. Um, well, and they don't
2: seem to reward him for it. No, which know. and that's
0: the thing of, that's definitely about the. They did that in the Brosnan movies too, even though the Brosnan movies were okay um, and they weren't as bad as the Timothy Dalton movies. But <laughs> they don't that reward. They don't reward Bond for other than getting laid at the end of the movie. Sure, but life-wise, they to, don't yeah. really, and they touch upon those things of. of you know, are these martinis gonna, you know, uh, help you sleep through another night, knowing that this another yeah. yet another woman is dead because of you, or another person is dead because There's of you? There's a yeah.
4: lot of that in Archer too. Like oh, he yeah. is punished oh. for being a douchebag. I love it. So thoroughly punished. Yeah.
3: Harold. That.
0: Cheryl.
1: Uh, yeah, I Lana. can't wait for the new <laughs> season
0: of Archer. Yeah. That's that's the, one of the things I'm definitely gonna be watching <laughs> the hell out of. is new Archer in season two. Daredevil and finishing yeah. up season two of of, of, uh, of uh, um.
3: Ah, Agent heard. Carter.
0: Yes. Agent Carter. Um, so plug your stuff. Tell us where people can find you online, please.
1: Find us on, uh, right now, just our YouTube channel is the best way to find us. Um, we're still working on the website, so that's not live yet. It's uh, quite a new thing. Um, Black Squid Media mm-hmm. on YouTube. Also, you can email us at blacksquidmedia at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be putting up uh, some more test footage. And um, we have awesome equipment and, <laughs> you know, we, we shoot in 4K raw and nice. if somebody out there needs us to shoot things and edit things for them, you know, for money, um, <laughs> unless you're my best friend, but I doubt it, um, hit us up cool. and we'll
4: work for you cool.
0: Yeah. Media. For, Excellent. for not yeah. free. For
4: (laughs) for the monies. For the monies. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Well,
0: what does Kitty Brown say? Never work for free.
4: It's true. It's true. Is it? Is it my turn to plug my stuff? Okay. Uh, As always, you can find me on Facebook as Kitty Brown. Uh, I am on Twitter. Um, I sometimes remember to use it. Uh, On there is Kitty Brown, uh, and I'm on Instagram as Black Magic Woman, and that's magic with a K, uh, the way Crowley spells it. So. Yeah. Oh, and uh, my professional stuff, the things that I do for money, <laughs> 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 aka graphic design, are up on uh, kittybrowndesigns.com.
0: Cool. Uh, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. Check out our blog and listen to past episodes on something2xp.net. We are everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we have a Something2XP Instagram now. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind
5: you just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. Please visit our website at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.